Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Sasquatch Wildcard Casino having great giveaways all the time. You're going to love the new one. They're giving away a Tesla. Yeah, a Tesla. And if you don't want it, they're going to give you over $33,000 in cash instead. Head on up to Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino. Go to their sports book. Enjoy their great food, and they have a 99-cent menu, and it's outstanding. Plus, I really love their really loose slots. They can't say it. I can. Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Time now for The Lead. The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Okay, Mace, uh, Broncos Day, as the uh, Broncos consider uh, continue their voluntary workouts. Pat Sertan, Tim Patrick, Draymond Jones met the media today at voluntary workouts. And while Sertan wasn't speaking for the other guys, there was a common theme at today's press conference. Yeah, you could tell the energy's been different. The culture has been different. Um, we set our minds on the season ahead, um, you know, just completing that big-time goal. You know, the main goal is getting to the big stage, you know, which is the Super Bowl. So um, we're preparing to get to that point in the offseason, and it starts right now. So um, I could just feel the team's energy, you know, the focus and the shift, shiftness towards the season and, you know, just focusing on getting to that big game. You know, you could just feel it around the building. Do you remember over the last six years hearing the word championship or Super Bowl coming out of anybody's mouth, even privately? Besides Vaughn Miller? Besides Vaughn Miller. <laughs> hey, this is nothing against Vaughn. Right. But, you know, Vaughn was uh, optimistic, to say the least. Um, no. I don't recall hear, ain't hearing any of that. Right. That's, I mean, that's the big shift here. And if, and if it was said, it was certainly not in in kind of that serious mode, it was aspirational, right? It's kind of saying it just to say it. Yeah, like, oh. Uh, but you knew they really didn't believe it. Yeah. They knew who their quarterback was, and they weren't crazy about their head coaches over the last couple of eras. They, they knew last year their ceiling was probably sneak into the playoffs as a six or a seven seed. Right. Right. You're not going to believe... Listen, if you don't say it, you're not going to believe it. And there was no reason to say it because they didn't believe it. But now that you have this uh, uh, endless energy from Nathaniel Hackett, and then you have Russell Wilson who matches that energy, mm-hmm. um, you have two guys who are the wind in the sails for a franchise that has been sitting on a sandbar for the last six years. That's a good way of putting it. Thank you. I just Sitting made that up. Sitting on a sandbar. That's I nice. just I just made that. You can you know what? You're the writer, not me. You might want to use that sometime. Of course, some t- the thing is sometimes you say a lot of interesting things. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes the wind isn't enough to get you off the sandbar. You got to have a push. True. I'd say that um the push is 
Russell Wilson coming in. He's the push. Then Nathaniel Hackett is the wind. Because you can have all the wind in the world. If you don't have somebody pushing you off the sandbar, you're still stuck, stuck in the sand. Both guys are capable of pushing off the sandbar. Yeah. So that that's the easy part. Yeah. I'm talking about a sunfish. I'm not talking about a yacht. Okay. So with that, the wind to me is Russell Wilson. Okay, that's fair. He is the guy who's going to take them as far as they can go with all due respect to Nathaniel Hackett. The reason why I say Russ is the push and not the wind is because uh, um, I think if Hackett were here, the wind would be blowing very nicely, mm -hmm. but this thing would still be stuck on the sandbar. Yeah, because who would your quarterback be right now? Malik I, Willis, maybe. You wanted to talk about Pat Sertan as we walked out of the studio yesterday. Yeah. Is that right? What was You said you were going to put in the show notes. Um, I didn't. I had get, some technical difficulties. I didn't get today. any today. Well, I I'm to, joking. I know yeah, why you didn't. Yeah. Your computer basically melted down. Yeah, I thank Your you. Computer for being, melted. Down. Thank you for being very understanding. I think I've managed to make. You the got most. full show notes, so that's as understanding as I will well, get. You did a great job. Well, thank you. But, I, I appreciate the jaded. But he applause. was asked about if he noticed Denzel Ward's contract. Right. Today. Right. And he knows. Look, it, it's a ways off, and it's not something that is. Occupy that is occupying his mind uh, per se, but given the appreciation in salaries, mm -hmm. he, he's he's got the he's got the potential of being the highest paid cornerback in three years or so. Okay, now l let's do some math here. Yeah, Denzel Ward, twenty million a year after his fourth year. Mm -hmm. After his fourth year, they picked up the fifth year option, rightfully so. After his fourth year, uh, they, this this is his fifth year. It is Denzel Ward, but he got it after his fourth year, right? So that would be three more full seasons for Sertan to get his if, if they if they go on the Denzel Ward track. If they do now, the interesting thing is that it's a long time. It's a long time. But the fifth-year option cost goes up with Pro Bowl appearances, right? So if Pat Sertan stacks a couple of Pro Bowls onto his ledger, mm -hmm. it's based on position. It's based on accomplishments. If he does that, all of a sudden, he's looking at the fifth-year option being about even $16 million or so. Well, you buy him out of that, and then you sign him to a long-term right. deal. Right, but, but the thing is, if the Broncos know that in advance— do they take the the route that the late Ted Thompson would often do in Green Bay, which is they would get out in front and uh, even with a guy who had a fifth year option, they'd be talking about an extension early in the fourth season. You mean like doing what the Rockies just did with Kyle Freeland? Yes, because essentially every Pro Bowl is like going to arbitration and losing. Right. And if you're the team. And it's an acceptance of, okay, this guy's cost is only going to go up. Let's do it now. I, I imagine if George Payton had been the general manager and not John Elway, Justin Simmons would have gotten done sooner. No question. And probably for about two, two and a half million dollars per year less than the Broncos are paying but, right now. But they're going to get money bags owner, whoever that is going to be. And you're going to have a whole bunch of new deals kicking in. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how much it's really going to matter. That salary cap is going to go way up anyway. 
and it hasn't even started to really go up yet. We'll just wait until the Apple TV money gets added. That's my point. So the salary cap is going to go up. So would you rather spend a little bit more? I understand betting on the come. I'm with you on that. Mm -hmm. You know, two guys that, and, and I've told this story, and I'll repeat it again if you haven't heard it. John Elway completely blew it with Danny Trevathan and Malik Jackson. I had a really good relationship with Malik Jackson. I know that the Broncos really liked him early on in his career. I was told that by a Broncos executive years before the Super Bowl, that they really liked Malik Jackson. They liked the direction he was going. He had some special traits. He did. And then going into his contract year, the Broncos didn't do anything. Now, let me just finish this thought. Malik Jackson told me at that time, had John Elway, six months prior, Mm -hmm. if he would have offered me a contract and Danny Trevathan a contract, they would have got, Elway would have gotten us for nothing Mm -hmm. because we would have signed it. And the interesting thing is by, that's a quote. And here's the thing, by messing around and delaying it, they put themselves into a situation cap-wise where they had to choose Derek Wolf or Malik Jackson, Brandon Marshall, the linebacker, or Danny Trevathan. There was a universe where if they had acted pro- proactively, they could have had all four of those guys on multi-year extensions. And not that the, the the defense wasn't terrific in 2016. It was. But it was a notch below 2015, right? Yep. And a big part of that was what they were missing, not having Danny Trevathan and Malik Jackson out there. I mean, literally, that might have been, even with Trevor Simeon at quarterback, that was likely the difference between going to the playoffs and staying home. And the Broncos stayed home that year. A lot of that stuff happened with John Elway. Well, the thing, the thing that Elway existed in the uh, the fantasy land that somehow the costs may go down in the future, mm-hmm. and that simply is not how it works under the salary cap. Now, maybe it's and another thing is John Elway always wanted a deal, right? He he never got that car dealer out of him. Right. He wanted a D he wanted a discount. Right. Right. It, it, the Colin Kaepernick thing. We talked about Colin Kaepernick yesterday. Try to get Colin Kaepernick here on a pay cut when, you know, when you had a 56 to 26 touchdown interception ratio over four years, you can't blame Colin Kaepernick for laughing at the notion of taking a pay cut. What did he do to, to merit having to cut? I'll put salary? it to you like this. And again, I'm going to phrase it by saying, you know, you, you know that I love my analogy. That's the second time today. I know. We have two today. (laughs) Peyton Manning was the golden goose. Okay? Mm -hmm. And because Manning was so good and all these guys wanted to come here to play for Peyton Manning, John Elway approached his own team, his payroll, Mm -hmm. other free agents, so on and so forth, like this. Well, I know I have a golden goose. It keeps giving me gold eggs. I'm going to save a little money and stop feeding it all the time. Mm -hmm. And before you knew it, that golden goose was emaciated 
and it died to the tune of six consecutive years of missing the playoffs. He stopped feeding it because he felt that thing was going to consistently produce golden eggs. Mm -hmm. Coming up after the break, Nuggets, well, they have fully embarrassed themselves in the opening two games against the Warriors. How much of a difference do you think Murray and MPJ would have made in the opening two games? There's been a lot of talk about that today, but you haven't heard from Mace or me about this, and I'm sure you're waiting on pins and needles to do so. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale armor to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Colorado Off-Road. They have all the major accessory brands for your truck, your car, your Jeep, your SUV. When you buy from Colorado Off-Road, they're going to install everything as well. Need something aftermarket? You can do that too. They have over 90 years of combined experience to help you get what you want. You know those big box stores, listen, they only want to sell you something new. At Colorado Offroad, they want to sell you what you need and what you want and what you should be getting. It doesn't always have to be brand new. Colorado Offroad, with the weather getting nice, you want to go camping, you want to lug a boat around or a jet ski, you're going to need some stuff from Colorado Offroad. Head on over there. They are Colorado grown, Colorado owned. That's Colorado Offroad. Find them in Littleton or go to cooffroad.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. Not trying to be mean. I've used the word embarrassed way too many times to count to describe the first two games of the Warriors series. Is there another word I should use or is that the appropriate adjective? That's fair. Although, again, I think the Warriors would be up to to love on Almost anybody they'd fa- that they that they they would face. I want to point something out that people conveniently forget. You know who had the best record in the Western Conference on New Year's Day? Warriors. The Warriors. Mm-hmm. They had the best record on New Year's Day, and then Draymond Green couldn't play. Yeah. And then Steph Curry got injured, and they were dealing with a bunch of injuries. But now they're full strength. And now they are that team on New Year's Day that is 20, 28 and 7. The Suns were 27 and 8. Yeah. And a better record at that time than the Phoenix Suns. I mean, I feel like I, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think, I think Suns Warriors is going to be a hell of a Western Conference Finals. It is. Like a seven game, a, a seven game epic novel of a series. And you know what I think could be the difference maker in the entire thing? Clay Thompson mm-hmm. getting slapped on Devin Booker. Devin Booker's a great offensive player. Yes. 
Clay Thompson is one of the best two-way players in the league. And it's so funny when you talk about this um, 3G lineup that features, you know, Poole, Curry, Thompson. They got to come up with another name because 3G is ancient technology. I understand that. Uh, They used to to call like the death squad, didn't they? Or something like that. Mm -hmm. They did. Yeah. But that was back in the day when they had Durant. It's called the death squad. You can't bring that back. Well, you can. Not, but the Maybe whole the firing squad. Whoa. Oh, man, that's real. That's all they Whoa. do is shoot. And they're playing the Washington Bullets? Hey, now. Actually, there was a, a death row prisoner in South Carolina who, because they do, they still have the firing squad there. Do they? Shows to die by firing squad. Well, I'm a big fan of death row records. Yeah. But that's a whole different story. Um, it's, the guillotine? Like three, maybe 3G and the G stands for guillotine? I don't know. It's funny. With the way... <laughs> This is getting really dark here. With the way this smaller lineup has performed, you would think it's going to give everybody fits. It certainly mm-hmm. has given the Nuggets fits. But in this series, you know what it reminds me of? Tell me. Steve Kerr rolling out this 3G lineup. It's like a manager in baseball looking down his bench and picking any guy that he wants knowing that guy's going to hit a home run when he walks to the plate. It's like... He doesn't even start his game that way. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't play that group together very much. In game one, they only played together for five minutes. In game two, they played together, I believe, for six minutes. Could you imagine what that lineup is going to look like with 15, maybe 20 minutes? And that's why we haven't we haven't seen all that this Warriors team can be. No. This is they, you know what they this are? is kind of quaint. This is the buildup. Here, I I I have your perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect analogy because because this is right up your alley. Okay. This 3G lineup mm-hmm. is the Death Star that is not fully operational. Yeah. And when it does become operational, fully operational, if if Curry does not get injured, holy cow, what is this going to look like? So how would this look right now if Marine MPJ were playing fully healthy? It would be 2 nothing, Warriors. Yes, right. But like I said, the games would be a lot closer. Murray would score. I think MPJ would score, but MPJ isn't a very right. good defensive player. Murray is a good but not great defensive player. What is really missing... I do think the Nuggets would take at least one game here, if not two. But the Warriors would just, over the series, outshoot the Nuggets. Since and, I- it would, and it would... I'd say Warriors in six. My original pick, I think I'd go back to that. Let's use Braveheart as our example. As our example. With William Wallace. He was on the front line right in the middle, right? If you remember the movie correctly. Yeah. In this series, who is willingly and capable of standing next to Jokic on the front line? For the Scots, as they are getting ready to walk into a buzzsaw that's the English. Well, the guy that you just uh, said earlier in the show. Who? Boogie. No, he's not capable. Well, I mean, physically, I'm talking about like. No, I I, I don't mean. I'm talking. Physical presence. I'm talking mentally, talent, everything. Oh, they don't have that. But if they had Murray, they would. And that's 
the difference. You have that pick and roll, and you have a guy who has the same mentality as Jokic. We are not losing this game, and Nikola, I am standing side by side next to you. That's what they are missing in this series because they don't have a guy who has the talent, the chops for the talent, or the mental toughness. They don't have one guy on that roster who is that combination that is Murray. That's where it would help the Nuggets. But as far as defense, Murray's really not going to help, and MPJ is so married to one spot on the floor, he doesn't like to move too much. I don't think it would make a huge difference. You're right. I don't think they lose by 20. But I don't think they win the series, but I think... No. I mean, right now, they're still... I don't even know if they win a game. I think they... I don't know if they win a game. If, if, it go, if it looks anything like it did the first two games, they are looking at being swept. Yeah. One more quick thing, and we can get to this tomorrow because we need to hit a break. So we, you, tell me if you want to save this for tomorrow. Okay. Michael Malone said, and I believe Tim Conley may have said, that Murray has been physically cleared to play. Okay. And now Murray is defending himself on Twitter. Did the Nuggets do him wrong by putting that out there? Now, I'm guessing what they wanted to do was they wanted to maybe light the fire to get him out there a little bit sooner, saying, hey, listen, you're ready to go. You know who else did that? Reminds me of the Jawan James Vic Fanchi. Exactly. That's what that, that was the vibes I got. Exactly. And remember, I think it was on Christmas Eve. We were all standing there in the locker room talking yep. with Juwan James, and James was basically saying that he uh, was defending himself and saying why he couldn't make it back. Yep. You know what I'm yeah. going to do? We're going to turn that into a, a big tease for tomorrow. I like that. Okay, because I want to get to something else. A lot of vocal critics against Jokic winning the MVP, right? Mm-hmm. The MVP has never been swept out of the first round. Dirk Nowitzki in 2007 won the MVP. He lost in the first round, but he wasn't swept out of it. They were also a one seed right. that year, the Mavs. But what is it going to do to Jokic's reputation nationally if his team gets swept Ooh. out of the first round? Ooh. Is this a scarlet letter that he will wear forever unless he wears a cha- wins a championship? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Nikola Jokic, the 2021 MVP. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Well, there have been a more than a few vocal critics of Jokic possibly winning his second consecutive MVP award. And, you know, there's always an argument 
against it. Look at the team that Jokic has around him. Would they even make the playoffs if Jokic wasn't on it? And any reasonable person would say no. The last time I can remember an MVP getting knocked out of the first round was Dirk Nowitzki back in 2007. Now, his team was the number one seed at the time, but they were not swept out of the playoffs. And I think it's fair to say Nowitzki redeemed himself by winning a title many years later. If the Nuggets get swept and embarrassed again, and I'll be honest, I can understand Jokic's frustration. For by the, sure. by the way, I did, I did find one that was sooner but not swept out. More recent. Uh, Russell Westbrook, when he was MVP for the Thunder in uh, 2017, they lost 4-1 in round one. But getting swept is a whole different world. Right. Losing yeah. 4-1, you might as well lose 4-2. Getting swept is different. And then getting embarrassed is is a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what the critics are, critics are going to say if the Nuggets get swept and embarrassed and he wins it again. It is going to be deafening. There are going to be people calling for the MVP vote to happen after the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Jokic has not been the best player in the series. It, I mean, I can think of three players who have been better with the Warriors. Yeah. But that's not what this award is about. It is about the regular season. There's a playoff MVP award right, for best player in the postseason. But wouldn't it be something if they changed the rule because of this? And honestly, I don't think the Nuggets would have beaten the Warriors anyway. Remember, they were the best team in basketball on the 1st mm-hmm. of, of January. And now they're at full strength for the first time basically since then. Right. And look what they're doing. I mean, again, they this the last time the Warriors looked this potent, they were raising third banner in four years. The only way there, I think there are only two ways that Jokic doesn't wear this scarlet letter. Okay. One, he has to win a title and that's going to be tough to do anyway. And number two, if the warriors just wreck the field throughout the rest of the playoffs, which is possible based on what we've seen. That's right. So they go to the second round. This could be this could be, and the, they play Memphis yeah. or the Timberwolves, and they run those teams off the court, maybe four one. Especially uh, Memphis being the number two seed, right? And then maybe you do the same thing to Phoenix, and then maybe, maybe wouldn't it be? You know what? I'll I'll tell you the one thing that would really rescue Jokic if the Warriors played the Seventy Sixers and Draymond Green gives Embiid fits and then those three guards go off but that's a lot of what ifs what ifs Jokic is going to wear this stink for a long time even though it's not his fault and the other thing that has to happen there is uh, they may have to get, they they will probably have to get past Milwaukee Bucks at some point and I wouldn't bet on that because well to their, to because to Milwaukee's credit they've been uh, to put it accurately and kindly they have been conserving their energy which is understandable considering they had multiple guys playing in the olympics after going all the way to the nba finals last year and that was to, that was a team that very clearly took nights off to be ready right now i know that a lot of people don't like the things that charles barkley says 
I agree with almost everything that he says because he's honest, candid, and he certainly has a background in basketball. Sometimes he says things like, come on, Charles, really? Uh, with that, he said on yesterday's broadcast, and I believe it was during halftime, he chastised Jokic for not playing better against Draymond Green, who's mm-hmm. only six foot six. Yeah. His wingspan is seven feet, and said Embiid and Giannis would go to town on Draymond Green. Now, I'm guessing most educated basketball fans know that Draymond Green's been the defensive player of the year more than a few times, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Or he's one of the best defensive players in the league. With that, um, it was a pretty harsh criticism of Jokic. But the sad thing is, Jokic went 3-for-13 from the field when Draymond Green was on him. Something else, just as an aside, there is no bigger talker in the NBA than Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. He is constantly chirping. And he's chirping right in front of the refs, and they never throw up a tee. Ever. You know why? Because Draymond Green has rings. He's a proven great player in this league over the course of many, many years. Defensive player. And, you know, I think the referees are just kind of, they just tune him out. They're used to his chirping. Well, again, like, and, he, and he has so much that he throws at you. If, if somebody does nothing but, metaphorically speaking, throw poop, right? You can't clean it all up. It's it's the same it's it's the same as the contact with which he plays, right? You can't if you called everything that he did a foul, he would foul out within eight minutes. Talking about Draymond Green. Yes. But you can't do that. Same with Dennis Rodman. He's right. he's similar to Dennis Rodman. Bill, Bill Lane Beer. Yeah. You oh you have and, and hell, Lane Beer was like that in college at Notre Dame. Right. You have so much physicality, so much contact, and yes, so much crap talking. Right. That they they can't call you for all of it, right? So they're gonna let they're gonna let a fair amount of it go. It's it, I mean th- this is this is true at every level of basketball. I mean we see we see entire college programs that structure their entire style based around that. Look at the Big 12, for example, and how physical they play. It's all, it's very, it's rooted in the philosophy. Well, you can't call everything, so. The funny thing is, with all the big numbers that Jokic puts up, he probably would be more categorized as a passive player than a aggressive player. Like Nowitzki, similar. Giannis is aggressive. Yes. Giannis attacks, that, which is why he gets to the line so much. Jokic doesn't necessarily attack. He facilitates like a LeBron, mm-hmm. right? And Nowitzki, I mean, the term point forward was coined after him because he spent so much time firing up threes and outside shots. For as big as he was, he wasn't a force inside. But now that we're looking at Jokic, and you know, this is a copycat league. Everybody knows you can probably get under Jokic's skin, but now we are seeing it highlighted on a national stage, not game 62 uh, that you know is being shown in the Bay Area and to half the televisions in Denver. This is on national television, and everybody is watching how to get Jokic off his game, which is interesting because his numbers are still very, very good. We, we have talked about, you know, on our gambling segment on Friday, the over-unders for rebounds and points and assists, I don't think that Jokic has hit the over in any of those. He hasn't hit him in any of them. Yeah. 
And the Nuggets can't win if he scores 25. And they certainly can't win if he gets kicked out of the game. Listen, when he got booted, the game was over anyway. Right. But, but, he, but he, was on, if he, he was on pace to have a... Uh, if he played, 30, played 36 minutes, he was on pace to have... 34, which is good. Well, he got a lot of no. he got a lot of rest in yesterday's yeah. game because when he went out, I believe the Nuggets had a five point lead, and then the bench ballooned it to twelve. So there was no real reason to bring him in. Let him rest. Yeah, and his, and his, that was fine. His plus minus was minus twenty six for what it's worth. Right. And and yeah. he has been violated defensively because those guards are just skipping around him. I mean, he like, ha- a, like I said, like a merry go round. Like I said in the first segment. He has a point with his no complaints. Okay, I I get it. Unfortunately, it is incumbent on him to react with a little less vigor, at least toward at least or a little less frustration. Yeah, right? but eventually. But eventually. he's sna- but he's but and we've seen this over the years. Eventually, Jokic just snaps. And but anybody, and, and, would, and, but and, anybody and, exactly, and I and I understand it. I think we're we're probably we're we're probably expecting more of him than any of us be willing to give. Right. Right. So I, I get I, I get it. I I probably frankly I probably would have lost it long before no question he did because right. I know what my reaction was watching it as the as the game progressed and I and I'm I'm not a Nuggets fan but I I want to see good basketball no, I want to see clean basketball you just don't want to see him win you hate the Nuggets no I don't. I don't. Why do you hate the Nuggets so oh, much? God. You don't even Why like do you Jokic. Do? Why do you do this? Man. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, sure is. All right, what do we have coming up on uh, Not Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? The San Diego Padres have announced a new partner, the first to do so for something new. The MLB is implementing next season, and also the Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA has been named the first of its kind since 1996. We'll get into all that on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, Marcus Smart has been named the NBA Defensive Player of the Year. The first guard to win the award since Gary Payton, the glove. 
back in 1996. What do you consider the biggest components in a Defensive Player of the Year award? And as Isaiah Thomas said in The Last Dance, did uh, he meet the requirements? Um, I mean, generally speaking, it goes to big guys because it's all about block shots and things like that. Um, th- this is more of a perimeter game these days. Guys shooting three-pointers. And how good are you at shutting down guys from the perimeter? I think Marcus Smart against Giannis this year. I think Giannis has hit two of 11 shots. I mean, that's that's pretty hard to do. This is a perimeter game. Um, you know, you can sit and look at stats all you want to. But how are you when you are going head-to-head against somebody who's a great player, how are they doing against you? And I think that's a, a, a perfect metric. And that's one reason why Marcus Smart got the award. And I think it was a nice touch that Gary Payton presented it to him in Boston. Well, the other thing is we have we have many more metrics now defensively uh, than we've ever had. We've got like the you go on NBA.com and you can find everybody's defensive rating, right? And so it's not so much the raw numbers anymore. I mean, it used to be some. It used to be you'd have blocks and steals, rebounds to a lesser degree. Now we've got a better idea what guys are doing when they're one on when they're one on one. Right. Um. Do you think we'll ever see anyone win the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year award in the same year again? Michael Jordan could have done it multiple right. years. I mean, when he when he did it, it was kind of a revelation. Remember, right? And because, but I'll still say Scottie Pippen was a better defensive player than Jordan. Did he ever win Defensive Player of the Year? To Pippen? Probably not. He's a better defensive player than Jordan. You'll die on that hill, huh? I'm not going to die on any hill. It's just a fact. There's no hill to die on. Scottie Pippen was a ridiculously good defensive player because, like Draymond Green, a wingspan, not to mention <laughs> he had length to him. It's interesting that like these during Pippen's prime, mm-hmm. these are the guys who were defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Probably Elijah Wan, Ewing. Elijah right. Wan, yes. Ewing, no. Yeah. David Robinson. There you go. Right. Uh, Dikembe Mutombo. Of course. Glove, Gary Payton. Right. Matumbo won it three times, by the way. Once with the Nuggets, uh, or four times. Uh, That's all he did, though. Yeah. He blocked shots, but he blocked shots. You know who could have been the defensive player of the year like three, four years running? Dennis Rodman. Well, actually, you know who uh, I'm looking back? Giannis got defensive player right. of the year in the same year as he was MVP. Right. Yeah. Dennis Rodman is one of the greatest defensive players of all time. He got it twice. There you go. But never with the Bulls, only with the Pistons. Right. But if Dennis Rodman doesn't go to the Bulls for the second three-peat, there they is, don't have another there is no three-peat. There is no one. There is no extra title. That's it. And Marcus Smart's defense, a big reason mm-hmm. that Boston is uh, where they're at right now in the NBA playoffs mm-hmm. with the two-seed in the East. Right. Just in case you missed it, the San Diego Padres became the first MLB team to announce a deal for ads on their uniforms, which will be starting for MLB in 2023. Patches with the Motorola logo will appear on the sleeve of their jerseys. Um, The NBA started having jersey sponsors back in 2017-18. Other sports have since started to come around. Your thoughts on advertisements on pro sports uniforms in general? Just as long as they don't turn into a NASCAR driver, that's fine. But you don't want it to be, I want to thank the uh, Jiffy Lube, Snickers, Burger King, McDonald's, Good Times, Pennzoil, Quaker State, Funny Car Team. You don't want it to be that 
after every single postgame show. I'm so used to this with soccer because you've had teams with sponsors on the front of the jerseys going all the way back to the 1980s. Right. So it's not a big deal to me. And yet, some for some reason, this bothers me. By the way, and how I much? Can't the, put my finger on how much the, the players get paid for these sponsors? Bupkis. Nothing. And now think about it. Like they not only have nil baby. Well, no, they, nil. They not only have the sponsor name on the sleeve if you're right. in baseball. You've already you're you're already a walking advertisement for Nike, right? Because you've got the big swoosh right there on the chest of I'm, the jersey. I'm going to tell you about a story that I did in Buffalo, New York. This is back in the 1990s. I still think this is applicable today. Mm-hmm. There are only let's use Nike as our example. There are only a certain number of players on a football team that are allowed to wear Nike shoes. You may or may not know that. That's the way it was in the 90s, or Converse, or whatever it is. I don't think it's that way, at least with Nike today. Whatever. But for shoes, only a certain number of players were allowed to wear a certain brand of shoes. And if you were not on that list for that game, you had to tape up the logo on your shoe, which made it look like you had an injury, but you didn't. It was about taping up the logo. Right. Remember, Tiger Woods had, had wore foot joys at the Masters. It was a big deal because he's obviously been Nike since time immemorial. Right. So. Right. But when you watch games in the 1990s, there's a long story on it. Uh, and like for gloves, you could wear whatever gloves you wanted to. But for jerseys um, and helmets, it's team specific. But shoes were the big ones. That you had to be on the list, and if you wanted to wear those shoes, you had to tape up the logo. Yeah, now it's a little different with Nike because Nike has the league sponsorship. Right. So N- Nike's kind of the, if for guys who don't have a contract, Nike's basically the default now. Right. That was Argonaut Wick, Line of Wine and Liquor. Excuse me, just in case you missed it. Argonaut always has great specials. Here are a few. Highland Park 12 year is just thirty nine ninety nine. The Culprit Red Blend, just eleven ninety nine. Stop by Argonaut today. They're off of Colfax and see why Westward, again, voted them the best liquor store in Denver now five years in a row. They just won it a couple weeks ago in Westward. Or you can hour online, ArgonautLiquor.com. That's going to do it for us. Nolan, Danny, great job today. Same with you, Mace. You too. Make it the best possible night you can. Up a school, probably-